When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Bellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, we're about a month out from us performing a sort of a hard stop on using the term botanical style aquarium to describe what we do. And uh, we started substituting it with a more accurate description, botanical method aquarium. Yet I still find that many in the hobby tend to think of materials such as leaves and uh, botanicals is more of an aquascaping material as opposed to an ecological enhancer. Periodically, I find it necessary to sort of reinforce some of my arguments for why we do things a certain way in this little hobby specialty. And one of the most fundamental discussions we can have on this topic is about my favorite botanical material of all, leaves. My thinking was that this might make sense to, you know, to make my case for why leaves are kind of a lousy material to use strictly for aesthetic purposes, but wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful for ecological benefits for our aquariums. Now, the reality, as I've seen it, is that there is a philosophy that goes with incorporating leaves into your aquascape, much like with rocks or aquatic plants. Yeah, a philosophy. And I've noticed with botanicals, particularly the leaves that I'm so fond of, that you need to be sort of flexible in your thinking and in how you embrace them in your design. If you're incorporating individual leaves, for example, and using them mainly for their aesthetics. They are among the most simple elements that we can use to create a natural aquarium or even for an aquascape if that's your intention. However, they can also frustrate you if you don't train yourself to accept that they won't always do what you want them to. They'll float, they'll curl up, they'll blow around, they won't stay in the orientation that we want them to and just generally behave kind of how they want as if they have a desire of their own of course. But with very few exceptions, using individual leaves or a handful of leaves to create some sort of aesthetic in your tank is simply asking for frustration, in my opinion. They're best used as an aggregation of many leaves, as in leaf litter beds, how you'd find them in nature. Not only do they simply look better when used in aggregations, their ecological function is enhanced as well. And don't forget that once we get the leaves down in our aquariums, They'll start to recruit biofilms and fungal growths. They'll slowly soften and ultimately decompose over a few weeks or months, depending on the variety that you're using, which alters your aquascape almost the minute you complete it. And this is absolutely what happens in nature, of course. Leaves are among the most transient of botanical materials. Now, if you accept this and you incorporate the process as part of your aquarium's ecology, as well as its evolving aesthetic, then it can get interesting and gratifying, too. Okay, it sounds as if I'm raining on your parade of using leaves strictly as an aesthetic component is your thing. I'm not. I'm merely suggesting that you need to understand what you're getting into and how they work. You need to understand why we prepare them for use in our aquariums and how this is an advantage for the fishes that we keep. They're not just like rocks or wood in behavior and or influence. The function is of paramount importance. The aesthetic is a result of the function. Remember, leaves are an extremely ephemeral element to scape with, yet they can provide a surprisingly dynamic component to your design if you understand this. Because of their transient nature, they'll shift position, change color, 
become covered in detritus and even morph their shape after submergence. All of these characteristics mean that we need to take this into consideration when incorporating them and what, you know, that we need to accept that the beautiful, you know, yellow leaf that you have in the front of your aquarium today will likely fade into a golden brown, twisted and deteriorating one in a month or so. With leaves, you can look at this as a burden, a frustration, or you can look at this as a truly dynamic sort of thing and an opportunity to see and create an ever-changing environment in your aquarium. As in nature, you can let the leaves decompose completely, adding new ones as you see fit, or you can simply replace leaves in the minute they don't meet your aesthetic standards so that you always have fresh-looking, pristine leaves in your aquascape. Some hobbyists do this, and I admit, are able to enjoy leaves as set pieces in their most pristine, you know, stage on a more or less continuous basis in their aquariums. It just seems like a hell of a lot of work to me. And being relatively inexpensive as compared to, say, plants or driftwood, um, leaves are one of the more affordable aquascaping materials that we can actually use. And, you know, that's pretty easy to do when they're, when they're just oh, pulling them out, put them in. Uh, so I get it. We, when we sort of get over that, that whole purely aesthetic thing, though, when it comes to leaves and we let ourselves make that mental shift, to understand that they're functional first and that the aesthetics are part of the function, it all starts making sense. In nature, as we've discussed many times, leaf litter zones comprise one of the richest and most diverse biotopes in the tropical aquatic ecosystem. Yet until recently, they've seldom been replicated in the aquarium. And I think this has been in due in large part to the lack of continuous availability of products for the hobbyists to work with and the lack of real understanding about what this biotope is all about, not to mention the understanding of the practicality of creating one in your aquarium. Long-held fears and concerns like overwhelming our systems with biological materials uh, and the overall look of decomposing leaves in our tanks have understandably led to this idea being relegated to sort of sideshow status for many, many years. It's only been recently that we've started looking at them more objectively as ecological niches worth replicating in our aquariums. What makes leaves fall off in the trees in the first place? Well, it's uh, simple or rather complex, but I suppose it's simple too. Essentially, the tree commands leaves to fall off the tree by creating specialized cells which appear where the leaf stem of the leaves meets the branches. They're known as abscission cells. For word junkies, they actually have the same Latin root as the word scissors, which of course implies that those cells are designed to make a cut. And in the tropical species of trees, the leaf drop is really important to the surrounding environment. The nutrients are typically bound up in the leaves, so a regular release of leaves by the trees helps replenish the minerals and the nutrients which are typically depleted from eons of leaching into the surrounding forests. And the rapid nutrient depletion, by the way, is why it's not healthy to burn tropical forests. The release of nutrients as a result of fire is so rapid that the habitat can't process it, and in essence, the nutrients are lost forever. Now, interestingly enough, most tropical forest trees are classified as evergreens and don't have a specific seasonal leaf drop like the deciduous trees that many of us are more familiar with. Rather, they replace their leaves gradually throughout the year as the leaves age and subsequently fall off the tree. Now, the implication here? There's more or less a continuous supply of leaves falling off into the jungles and the waterways in these habitats, which is why you'll see leaves at various stages of decomposition in tropical streams. It's also why leaf litter banks may be among the you know, almost permanent structures within some of these bodies of water. In the wild habitats, leaf litter beds function as a means to preserve the nutrients that would otherwise be lost to the forest if all the material which fell into the streams was simply washed away. 
The fishes, the crustaceans, and the insects that live in the leaf litter and feed on the fungi, the detritus, and the decomposing leaves themselves are really important to the overall habitat. In the properly constructed and managed botanical method aquarium, I believe that leaf litter certainly performs a similar role in helping to sequester these materials, providing a means of nutrient processing, physical shelter, and supplemental food for the inhabitants of the aquarium. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Decomposing leaves are the fuel which powers the botanical method aquarium. That's a really interesting and powerful thought. One interesting observation I made in that regard over the years concerning adding leaves to the aquariums and letting them decompose completely, by the way, is that dead dried leaves, like the ones we favor and use, don't have nearly the impact of water quality in terms of nitrate and phosphate as fresh leaves and green leaves do. I've routinely seen undetectable nitrate levels in aquariums loaded with decomposing leaves. This is largely because dead, dried leaves have depleted the vast majority of the stored sugars and the other compounds which lead to the production of nitrogenous substances in the confines of the aquarium. So leaving leaves to fully decompose likely reaches a point where the resulting detritus is essentially inert, consisting of the skeletonized you know, section of leaf tissues which can decay no further. Dead leaves contain largely inert forms of polysaccharides and are rich in structures like lignin and cellulose, materials which seem to have little impact on the water quality in our tanks. Now, performing regular water changes, of course, is something that can't hurt either. We're big fans of water exchanges here. The whole idea of utilizing a leaf litter bed in our tanks and embracing its function is an exciting new field of study for our community. It really is. The benefits that we can realize are only now starting to be more thoroughly considered and understood by hobbyists. Overcoming our ingrained aesthetic preferences and accepting the function and the appearance of decomposing leaves as a natural, ephemeral, and altogether unique habitat to cherish in the aquarium is a decision that each one of us has to make. But if you look at it from a functional aesthetic viewpoint, it's pretty easy to appreciate the beauty, in my very biased opinion, of leaf litter. Keep an open mind. Make appropriate mental shifts. Experiment freely and responsibly. Share your successes, your failures, and everything in between with our fellow hobbyists. So I may or may not have made my case that leaves make lousy hardscape pieces for strictly aesthetic forward approaches, but I hope I validated my opinion that they perform many you know, incredible functional benefits for aquariums, and yeah, they do look cool, and we should experiment with them. Stay thoughtful, stay creative, stay observant, stay bold, stay diligent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.